Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. We're sorry for our absence last week. We had technical difficulties, but we are back and ready to go for this marvelous Monday. Before we get started, let me tell you, you can always find us on blogtalkusa.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can also find us in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, or anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Blog Talk USA and Marvelous Monday, as well as a view from the top under that banner. Okay, let me give you over to your host for Marvelous Monday, Dr. Shirley McKellar. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, Miss Rihanna. I think Hello. we probably needed, we needed a little break, did we not? And we took it we on last Monday. <laughs> oh, Lucy, oh yes. and look who's here. Boy, Fred Center. How are you, Dr. Yes. Stranger? Dr. Oh, Richard Hagney. Oh, it was a, <laughs> it's it was a blessing to hear, hear your voice. To be back here. Same, I'm same telling here. you, we, we missed you so much, so much. Yeah. I, it, it was on my shoulder to try to be you, and that's a difficult oh. task. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm quite. I'm confident you did a fantastic job. <laughs> no, no, I could never. Oh, know. Yeah. We we needed Dr. Hagney to give these reports. I'm telling you, but I'm so mm-hmm. happy that you're back. I know you've enjoyed oh, yeah. the family. Got got the oh, young folks okay. off to college and oh, got wow. them graduated. That's oh, outstanding. My God. It is a <laughs> blessing. Uh, I was telling my one of my daughters, I, you know, shame can have grandkids first. But but it's a true true it's truly a since May all the way up to here getting them out getting them out of college and back into yeah. college it just it's yeah. just it's just truly a blessing. One of my granddaughters yeah. she's she's giving a presentation at a national conference as we speak. You know wow. it's just amazing. And of course she was so excited. Several years ago she told her youngest sister that she was going to spell because she was graduating. So <laughs> she made that. <laughs> and, she, and she did and graduated from Spelman. Isn't that That's right. And she was, and she was there when her younger sister went back and went to Spelman last week. <laughs> One, oh, so that, oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. That ceremony. Wow. I, don't beautiful. You, yes. I don't know if you've you ever seen that ceremony at Spelman or heard about it. I have I tell not. you, see yes. that, young, that many uh, African-American young ladies. You know, you know, you know, oh. it, it is it is just amazing to see that. I wish everybody could see that. You know, it is I it bet. is true. I bet. And, and one of the you know that going away ceremonies, all the parents have to leave, and you wave to the door. They take your young ladies away. You know, but that's wow. just I think it's part of their white. But it's just it's just amazing. It's a blessing <laughs> to see that many young black women. You know, I wish Isn't I could bring beautiful? them all back to Texas, but they they all they all Spread them out. They got to spread them out. Spread them out. That's right. Yeah. Because on yesterday, on yesterday, the League of Women Voters had their, you know, yesterday was Women's Equality Day. And so mm-hmm. they had a panel of, of uh, 
women, and I was privileged to be on that panel, right? And wow. so I said to them in my ending comments is that in my lifetime, I want to see a young black girl become uh, president of the United States and mm-hmm. uh, or some, some woman. It, I mean, we need a woman mm-hmm. to become mm-hmm. the president of the United States. And I want to see a woman of color to become the mayor of Tyler, Texas. Those are two things mm-hmm. I want to see I, in my lifetime. I think we, I think we all going to see it in our lifetime, huh? <laughs> when's the next election? Yep. <laughs> You're so funny. He said, when's the next election? Let me tell you, it's interesting you said that. I had five women that look like Miss Rihanna came to me on yesterday and said, now you are going to run for mayor, aren't you? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> We're not going to ask you what you told so, We're not going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't ask me. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's great, Dr. Hagney. We, it, I, I, one of these days we're going to have to see the graduation of Spelman. Oh, and wow. and, it, at, more, all, and at Morehouse. Those all are, all are two great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two great yes, schools. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, the only court you in Tyler, that's something, that's, that's what we're seeing in East Texas. I want the nation right. to know that. Those young ladies who approach you, you know, when you think about East Texas history, that wouldn't have happened, right. you know, years, years ago. But it's happening now. And that's, that's what's right. so critical and what's so significant about East Texas. That's why we talk about it. East Texas has changed. It's changing. And so it's, it it's just a blessing to hear day. what they said. And that's just confirmation what you just said. Yes, sir. I think so, too. I, I was honored. Uh, to be able to be asked that. And I'm going to tell you, the people that have asked me this repeatedly look like Miss Rihanna. And the funny part is that when I opened up and we each one of us opened up and so we, we had whatever it was that we needed to say. And so I said, except for Miss Rihanna, Every person who asked me, no, really, who asked me to run for any office, Congress mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and even city council, were men. They were right. men, except for Miss Rihanna. Right. She can tell you that. They were men. And so what I said is Both that of we need to see. There you go. And that's what I, exactly what I said to them. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. 100% correct. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Sorry. You know what? what the, no, no. You know what the president of the uh, Republican women said? She turned to me. She was sitting. She's a very good friend of mine. And she said, that's because they're smart and they recognize a smart, prepared woman mm-hmm. who oh, yeah. happens to oh, be yeah. a black woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everybody applauded when she said that. Right. Yeah. But Miss Rihanna is exactly correct that they mm-hmm. were Republican men. Ask me to run. So and there was uh, some women, some desperation in their voice as well. It sure was. Absolutely. Please, <laughs> please run. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> we need you to do that. We need you to do that. But people did. A lot of people did not listen, and a lot of people in East Texas did not listen, and a lot of people that look like me and, and Dr. Hagney did not listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so consequently, and that. But now we see, right? We see mm-hmm. what the message that we were trying to get out to the people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in District mm-hmm. 1, now they see. 
January 6th have shown them a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. Okay. So let's find out who's out there first. Let's see. Is is Doctor is Doctor Carr available? Doctor Carr, are you there? Well, Doctor Carr needs to be here because he's because we're going to be discussing his book tonight. That's and right. I sent him that. I sent him that information. I said we need to start our book club, and mm-hmm. uh, and and we, let's begin with our own. And so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, uh, Miss Rihanna, if you could send Dr. Carr. I mean, he didn't. We didn't get a message okay. of, from him saying that he would not be on tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. I, hey, Mr. Arthur, how are you? Hey, hey, how are everybody doing? How you doing, Doc? How you doing, Rihanna? Hello. How are you doing? How's hey there. Up here? How's Dallas doing? Oh, well, we doing Dallas. <laughs> Yeah, they're doing Dallas. He's doing Dallas all right. I tell you what, we we got some exciting things coming down the pipe. Uh, we have uh, Miss Dion Lafay. Mr. Arthur was on uh, a view from the top on last week. They were outstanding. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, the uh, senator that thinks that he owns, uh, perhaps owns the military, and so mm-hmm. they were outstanding. Uh, and, and so, so um, Dr. Hagney, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, oh. give it back to you, and you give us up to date, and then Mr. Arthur can come in and give us up to date yeah. on, on uh, what he's doing in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. You know, uh, when the COVID is, we um, what what's, what's occurring? Uh, CDC and World Health Organization, they're tracking the new variant. Uh, we're not talking about the one that we, I talked recently about the new BA two. This new variant has um, it has 36 uh, uh, mutations. This one variant has 36 mutations, and right now they don't know its ability to spread. But this is actually the one that we're experiencing right now. And what's going, what's occurring now? There is a 60% increase in hospitalization for the four straight week. Uh, something like 10,000 new cases. Uh, that's um, that's being reported this week, and of course, the FDA is getting ready to approve uh, the next booster probably mid uh, September. And uh, so, a lot of people are vaccinated and in, and uh, and had multiple infections. Hopefully, that might help with some of the resistance. Uh, but uh, the booster, if chances are, everybody will will meet the criteria to get this booster. Now, what's a care in hospitalization? It's mostly in, this, in the southeast part of America right now. Uh, and the seniors, of course, above 75 is affecting them most. And also ER kids, 0 to 11, are we seeing them occurring like Arkansas, Louisiana, those areas. And this one that's occurring is the EG5.5. 70% of the infections right now is that this current variant. The other one they're really concerned about is the one. That, so uh, it's what we always say. It's almost down to individual things, particularly protect those uh, our seniors. And all, and also, uh, I always talk about your your church in the mass. Uh, they're very impressive what they're doing there. Uh, so we're going to think about individually. We're coming out of the summer months with all the graduations, all the church revivals, and all those occurring now. I tell everybody, you have to think about individual what you, what you need to do to protect yourself. Where you are, if you're in a crowd, a group of seniors, uh, sort of think about yourself and think about our seniors. And now, now school is back back in now, and so uh, 
We just have to be cautious. It was personal safety deals, and uh, this COVID virus it never to go anywhere. If, you, if they say it's back, it's not back. It never left. It just mutated. And so hopefully that we uh, now what we're doing, we had very success, good success with our task force, our church hubs last time. What we are gearing up to do a survey of our church hubs, but also start in preparation and getting the word out because we know it's going to take a little while for people, but we're going to just get their information out to them. So we're going to start gearing up uh, back to our church hubs. That's a success before. I can't speak enough of the black church and the black, and the black pastors. Uh, to do that, so we're gonna really be dependent on them again uh, with this, with the new vaccines, and so uh, let's just stay safe out there, protect our seniors and our youth and everything, because they are vulnerable. Uh, like I mentioned, the, the greatest uh, effect right now is seniors above 75. They're vulnerable, so if you're around seniors, gonna be around seniors, you know, protect them, wear a mask, whatever, close quarters, and just practice safe. Uh, what we talked about all along. Go back, you know, safe guidelines, washing your hand, the distances and all those, and the crowded and the crowded spaces where air and all that are factors. So uh, we it's here. So we go out to gear up and get the word out. And, oh, another thing, testing. Um, I've had several relatives that was positive uh, over this past month, and the, uh, they found out about being tested. So that's what's not happening. I would advise the individual, when you go back to when you go to your physician for almost any reaction to test you because the testing kits are not really available, but not as before. So when you have opportunity to interact with your physician, your primary care, uh, ask them to test because the uh, long-term code is, is here, is, is going, is here, continue to grow. So we need to continue to monitor that. But just play, play it safe, be cautious, protect the seniors, and practice safe guidelines. Don't be shameful to wear a mask uh, because that's probably getting to that. But uh, just think about others and, and protect yourself. Okay, any questions? Hello? Hello? Yeah, yes, doc, yes, I'm sorry, Dr. Hagney. I have oh, I I was, put everybody on mute so that I can, so that I can oh. not hear, have any background noise and we can hear you good and okay, everything. Good. Oh, okay, okay, very good. All right, uh, Mr. Arthur, can you bring us up to date on what's going on with your project? And then we'll talk about and, and Dr. Hagney, I am, I'm sorry that you're not going to be able to go to Cushing, Texas with us this Thursday. That's going to be a summit, and it's of the pastors and preachers and other uh, dem- Democrats that will be at mm-hmm. the summit in, out in Cushing, Texas on Thursday. Yeah. That's from, and yeah. that's, that's not that far from you, is it? That's right. close to the union. Well, we went through there this Saturday going to visit a relative. I was in the ICU there in Nacogdoches. The reason why I can't oh. attend because they restarted my preventive uh, BCG therapy with the bladder installation. Sure, so sure, sure. Yeah. That they're going to we'll do that. So, up. but so, yeah, I'm well, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring a report. Tell, tell, yeah, tell Reverend, I'll say hello. Yeah, I know you're going to report. It's interesting you there in Cushing. Right. Okay. All right. Mr. Arthur, go ahead. Yeah, how y'all doing, everybody? Uh, Arthur Fleming, uh, North Chat, Byline Freedom Rise 2.0. How y'all doing? Uh, this weekend, I have to, to hang out at the African American Museum. I had a book event, uh, a book of writers and so forth, uh, which Malvo, uh, Miss Malvo, she headed up. And so I was able to uh, uh, get one of her books and also, uh, you, you know, have her, uh, you know, you know, look at my articles. So I'll be talking with her some more. 
and basically what I've been doing with the with the plan, and we'll talk about it later on tonight. But basically, uh, uh, I'm offering a plan for our community going forward. Uh, that's uh, pretty simple, and so we're going to talk about that. Uh, the uh, now we can get the, the, the event this weekend at the African American Museum. I talked to the book people, the people that people writing books and so forth, and I was telling them that in the in the uh, Freedom Rise 2.0 plan. The summers, I envision them being geared toward the children, mainly toward the children. I mean, we're doing, we're doing the Freedom Rides too, but, but I envision an educational program during the summer for the children, and I can envision our uh, uh, book, uh, our book authors and so forth. I can see, you envision us uh, uh, using, using our books to teach our kids during the summer. Uh, and, I, I, and I'm hoping, and when we go to the program this weekend, I mean Thursday, I'm hoping to see uh, what uh, the, what this program can do as far as that piece of it, uh, bring better freedom schools, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, scaling up our own book writers and so forth and so on. So uh, I'm looking forward to coming Thursday. Doc, you say you ain't, you won't be able to make it? Uh, Are you talking about We're going to bring a report. We're going to bring a report. All right. Thank you. Thank okay. you, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So, did Doctor Doctor Carr come in yet? Carr, I'm here. I'm Dr. here. Yeah. Oh, fun. How are Welcome. you doing, uh, Dr. Carr? Welcome. Yes. I, we we're waiting for you. Because <laughs> well, thank you. The beginning. Well, you. This beginning hour is going to be all about you tonight. So oh, we, we wanted to okay. start. Yes. So what we wanted to do is start our book club of books that we want people to read. Uh, out there in our community, and so we wanted to start with our own. So we wanted to do, wanted you to do a little book review about your book and how people can uh, purchase that book, and uh, and and then of course then we'll go. Our, our next step would go to what what uh, the articles that Mr. Arthur is writing, and then we'll go to that book that that Dr. Hagney is always talking about, that everybody needs to read that book. So that's going to be our process uh, from there on. And then our fourth step is that we can have recommendations from out there, books that we know, new books that are coming off the press. Uh, we want to obviously talk a little bit about the 1916 project, 1619 project, and some of the books that we know that we'd like to see happen. And why are we doing this? Because the big thing now is the books that are showing up in the libraries that people are fighting against and all of that. Not saying that we're going to be looking at some of those books, but we're going to be looking at books that will progress and help uh, people move forward, whether they're uh, investment books or uh, books that, that uh, we want our children to know the, their history uh, it doesn't matter which history we're talking about, just the history of this country, what happened in the past, and how we can progress and make things better to the future. So, Dr. Hag, uh, Dr. Carr, I'm going to turn it over to you, and we're going to listen. We want you to give us that review, and then we're going to have some questions to ask you after you present to us. Thank you. All right. Thank you all very much for uh, being here tonight. I'm pleased to be back from uh, last week being away, and I still have yet some involvements with families and funerals this week, so pray for me and for these families that we can get through uh, this situation. <clears throat> uh, 
the leader of the uh, state national Baptist movement, when I published my book, uh, he asked me by phone to kind of tell him what the book was all about. And it occurred to me that I would say to him that the book is about everything that uh, you didn't learn in your elementary school, your junior, senior high school, and no doubt in your undergraduate college about yourself, everything that you didn't know about yourself that you needed to know, and how we have, in essence, fallen behind over a 500-year period. Someone got a head start on us that's about 500 years old, and my book is about recapturing what has been actually left off the record or put in a category that means little to nothing uh, for us. And the issue is that I think African people in America are going to have to take a look at the curtain of slavery and go behind that curtain and look at what we were prior to the time when we were captured and brought away from our original home to this uh, country. So my book, of course, is entitled Resurrecting the Black Mind. Now, as a preacher, pastor, uh, I've had moderate to good success over the years uh, being able to, through the Spirit of God, Dr. Hagney, convict and convince people that there is a God and that there is a Christ and that there is a way of salvation. That has been pretty clear and been uh, done with moderate success. The thing, however, that black people don't know is we do not know who we are. And when we don't know who we are, we are likened unto what Marcus Garvey said, without a knowledge of the origin and the history is like a tree without roots. I was so compelled by that statement that I said it four times in the midst of my book from page to page to page to page. And I think to this day, uh, if you all will, I seem to have a, there seems to be a, a lackluster response from Africans in my community who uh, are really not tuned in to understanding the importance of our history. And just as Dr. Hackney was talking about uh, COVID, that uh, it never left, it's always been there. Well, so has this lackadaisical attitude among too many black people in America about who we are and what we've accomplished. So my book is written to address uh, some of those issues and to uh, bring a measure of enlightenment and information into the black community so that we can deal with uh, the LEARNS Act, so that we can deal with the problem in Texas and Governor Abbott, that we can deal with the things that are happening in Florida and all across the country. Now, you can get this book on Amazon.com. You can get the book from the original publisher, West Bow Press in Indiana. Uh, you can get the book uh, from my website, OdellCar.com. I believe that it is the key to how we in South Arkansas can come alive again. Uh, I've initiated, or rather I have an initiative that's called the Arkansas Freedom School, and this initiative is designed to put uh information about who we are and what we have been and what we do into the ethers so that we can collectively uh, become uh, more broadly informed and more prepared for the 21st century. So that's 
where I am with my project, and it's reached over to uh, another avenue. Uh, I was placed on the board of uh, board of Arkansas Land and Farm Development Corporation out of Fargo, Arkansas, where uh, Floyd Brown, a, a graduate of Tuskegee, uh, came back to the Delta to start uh, something to uh, bring education and opportunity to blacks in America, and that organization is still alive, and I've been given a task to work on the uh, updates of the history of the, the organization itself. And when I get off this call tonight, I'll be on the phone with Mr. Marcus Eubanks, who is the videographer, producer, and he and I are working together to prepare for a conference in October to bring these things to light. So I've been pretty busy working with uh, different entities, <laughs> and uh, I'm proud of what we see, but there's a lot of work yet to be done and a lot of space yet that has not been filled. And there's still a void there in our people's willingness to R-E-A-D. Uh, I think we listen <laughs> quite well, but I'm not sure about how we are acclimated to read. So that's one of the challenges that I find with my book circulating. And I'm so proud that this subject came up because I'm looking on my shelf right now, and there are men like uh, Amos Wilson, John Henry Clark, Ivan Van Sertima, uh Ben Yalkinen, and so many others, Chancellor Williams, whose work uh, I use to research to write the book that I produce. So this is my avenue. Uh, this is my subject, and I'm proud that we're discussing it. And if anyone wants to get in touch with me, you can email me, uh, want to get the book. Uh, I can get it to you by mail, personally signed, and all that. They say that books that have authors uh, signatures and nice sayings mean much to the people mm-hmm. who buy them. So I plan Absolutely. to find out. <laughs> Thanks a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. And, that, and that's, thank you so much, Dr. Carr. And that is exactly how I want my book. I want my personal <laughs> autograph. I can, I'll give you, oh, yeah. I'll give you my whatever I need to give over, um, online <laughs> and I want my book autographed. So okay. Dr. Carr, right. I have a couple questions for you. And, and, and you mentioned something very, very important. And you spelled it out. It's R-E-A-D. So yes. with your being a former educator and all of that, what, what do you see that we can do to improve uh, our reading habits, and in particular the reading habits of our young children, in particular the reading habits of our young black children? Because as you know that old saying and that none of us like that, uh, people who are real readers, don't really like to hear that saying, and that is that if you want, if you want to keep a secret from black people, put it in a book. I hate that with a passion. <laughs> and I know Mr. Mm-hmm. Arthur does. I know Dr. Hanks no, yeah. does, and Ms. Brianna does as well. So because because we want all people educated, right? We want people yeah. to know. So with all the years that you spent in a classroom in a school district. What do you see that we can do to improve that readability of even even adults? But let's just start with the children because that's where you spend a lot of your time. What do you see that we can do? I think the idea of the book club is a very uh, profitable uh, highway to take because okay. when I was sitting in elementary school in my classrooms, I was sitting there with a number of other children, and we were reading from the led on by the teacher in the classroom. I believe that the churches, as Dr. Hackney says so eloquently, I think that the churches, I think fraternities, sororities, um, Masonic groups, I think any place where black people gather, 
we can uh, get a get a program together to put book clubs in place and bring people yes. to these locations and have them sit in small to medium-sized groups, read, interact with each other, ask each other questions, and walk away informed. I think that's a good place to start, and there are many mm-hmm. places that we can go from there. But a book club, I believe, is an excellent idea that can be easily implemented in any local uh, locale. Mm-hmm. Very good. I, I have, let me share this with you all, that when I was stationed in California, I had the distinct pleasure of being a part of Read Across America. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and we, there was stars, uh, elected officials, really, really well-known names of people that were in the setting. And we did it in, um, uh, not Inglewood, but, but I, yeah, it was Inglewood. That's right. It was Inglewood. Uh, one of my friends who is, uh, is big in NEA, National Education Association, uh, asked me if I would come and read with the students. And that was really a fun thing to do. And then when it came to East Texas, I readily wanted to be a part of that because it felt like that I was really – that you're really uh, making an impact on the children. And and the other thing, and then we'll bring Miss Rihanna in and, and let her make a comment on that because, and Mr. Arthur as well, because both of them have uh, spent time in the classroom. They're educators as well. So, so finding ways for us to get the attention of our students. And I found that, that these little bitty people, because I, I, I can remember when my children were little people and we you know how you read a bedtime story to the kids and a lot of times they wanted you to read another one because they weren't ready to go to bed they didn't want to go to sleep so <laughs> mom, mom read another one you know so sometimes you think well were they really interested in hearing the book or they just didn't want to go to bed <laughs> but but, uh, but, I, but you got to grab them early right and you got to read something that's going to really spark their interest. Miss Rihanna, you have any comments in regards to that uh, topic? Yeah, actually, yes. I was just reading probably my fourth story for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, <laughs> and you're going to want another one here. In a exactly <laughs> correct. I forgot you were putting <laughs> the baby to bed. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> always. That's that's what we're always trying to do. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I uh-huh. Well, there's too much daylight out there. <laughs> that's <Yes>. right. <laughs> yes. But, but you know, well, so you have I, I know that. Yes, I know that that you'll agree with me that that Mr. Arthur will agree with me that when they're young, that is the time, and and no subject should be off limits. The context can change uh, for what's appropriate, right. but but sure. every subject they they want to learn everything. They want to know everything. We make things taboo. We are the ones that mess things up. Us adults. <laughs> And okay. especially okay. crazy, you know, crazy policy-making adults who want to, to sure. stop people from learning things. Kids can handle any information we give them. And as far as, um, especially a book like Dr. Carr's book, for yes. all mm-hmm. young children, for, for every young child, and in particular for young black children, to know that history and that power from the very beginning should be mandated history 
for every child in this country. And children, it empowers them. It doesn't harm children. It doesn't harm self-esteem. That's propaganda, as we all know. It empowers Mm -hmm. all of us to know how powerful we are as people, how powerful our brothers and sisters are, and the contributions that, that none of us would be anywhere without our history being exactly what it is. And I just think it's of the utmost importance that children have no limits to what they read and learn and absorb, and especially when it comes to this kind of history. It's so powerful and so very important. Beautiful. So well said. Okay. Uh, very good. I, I think that's what really drove me, guys, and, and Mr. Arthur can share with you because he was here when – when I decided I wanted to do the first families post-slavery uh, here in Smith County in there, we covered 13 families uh, here, and everybody was wanting that video, and everybody, I mean, the house was packed, right, Mr. Arthur? It was mm-hmm. packed with people. Uh, I had a great time. I, 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 got a, I had a great time uh, uh, ushering you around. He's a mess. (laughs) The food was great. The company was great. It was outstanding. It really, really was. And and to hear, but to learn more about our history. And and I'll share with you from that from that perspective, uh, Dr. Carr and and everybody. I I want uh, as the um, chairperson for special programs for our international president of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. I want to do the history on our, well, at first I said uh, our nine founders, but then I decided maybe just that original Ethel Hedgeman Lyle, who was the original idea of starting AKA. To do the history, okay. you know, we know about their college days. We know what they did at Howard University because they were all at Howard University, but we don't know no, anything sure. about them prior to them going to college and their college sure. yep. days. So That's I wanted true. to do some pop-ups at our boule, our boule, which is our international convention, will be in Dallas, Texas, next year, 2024. And so we have spent the last year working on getting ready for that. And so hmm. that, that's what I, I'd like to do because our history yeah. is so important. As Ms. Rihanna says, as, Dr., as all of us say, our history is so important. Yes, go right ahead. Go right ahead, Dr. Head. Okay, uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, the comment is excellent. We're looking at history and writing a book on history. Uh, you know, there is uh, there are such there are such there are so many gaps in our public history books that we need to we need to fill the gaps in. Uh, yeah. And also, when we look at the area, I, I, uh, probably we're working on the. I don't know why we're afraid of health. If you look at all the majority history books, very very seldom they mention health. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our national right. conferences, we have conferences mm-hmm. now, and health is not mm-hmm. a priority. You flip mm-hmm. that. What's kept, what? What are we dying from? Do we know the mm-hmm. life expectancy of what we lost just the last four or five years? But nobody's talking about that. We're in the middle yeah. of all the health issues, and so whoever write a book, whoever looking, we need to look at the health component. If you look at all the history books, very few of them even mention health, because there's a subject we're going to work on a book about 
is I'm just going to say it, the black midwife. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why, you know why we're doing this project with Dr. Gay here in East Texas called the Hemp and Death. Right? But if you look back through our history books and look at how much is mentioned about the midwives, I mean really back into the history book. So you, when you write the history book, write the history book completely. Because, for example, you can say this person is a slave, but you have to take beyond that and talk about who was a who was a slave owner. Uh, you got to take it all back to 1850 because a lot of your books they they say grave cemetery this person was a slave or whatever like that. But even mm-hmm. blacks coming into South, you got to explain and tell how blacks got into East Texas. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't walk here. <laughs> Uh, so we got to talk about the slave owners and how they related to them. And another thing, our history books can't be so distant anymore. Uh, we, you know, it's good to talk about the people, you know, back in the city. Talk about the history makers in East Texas right now. Mm-hmm. These are the, mm-hmm. So we, something else we're going to do is historic. We're going to do a youth survey. And I'm going to need your mm-hmm. help on this because the question is, how many times have we asked the youth what they want to read and why they want to the survey because school district asked us to help this because they're trying to pull the kids back in. Why a kid doesn't go to school? Why don't and also the churches industry? Why ch- why the children don't go to churches? So we this survey is actually is not the parents, it's surveying the kids. Ask them why they don't they're not coming back to church. Why they don't like school? Uh someone told mm-hmm. them the kids they don't pay attention to school anymore. But why is that? We gotta ask them. So that's a youth survey. Yeah. And you be interested in this doc. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a meeting over at University of Texas tomorrow with a statistician person going to help us evaluate and put this survey together. Because you write a survey, you ask a question, you got to ask that question the right way and, and everything so you can evaluate the outcome. Just don't ask a question and assume what that answer But so the University of Texas, and we're blessed with UT, all the expertise they have over there. We, I'm meeting tomorrow with a person mm-hmm. who will look at this survey and make sure the questions, you know, and, and also that we can analyze the results. The other thing I mentioned, that, that's the survey. And also another thing, adults need to set example. I'm just going to mm-hmm. you know, how many times my kids see their parents reading a book? So you, <laughs> you go in the house, and how many books can you cook count on a black household? Um, you know, I, I'm just going to mention my <laughs> if you ever, If you ever go, I mean, you know, I love my grandkids and all the things they'll accomplish. If you go, in, if you go into their house, they're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But there are I know so you're going to you about to yeah. get in trouble. There are so many books. <laughs> there are so many books in their house, in their in their home. Just uh, you know, you, you just it's just osmosis. You learn to read or want to read by just sitting in those rooms, getting all those books around you. That's right. You know, and, right. and, you know, and I mean, I'm not talking about four or five books. I'm talking about hundreds of books that cover yeah. all across areas. Yeah. So we have to live oh. by example. I kids, you know, kids sitting in the house don't see their parents reading a book. How are you going to get that kid to read a book? Mm-hmm. Unless it's some movie or some entertainment, that, that mm-hmm. was the one. That something else I want to mention: that distance uh, school survey, adult example, and also healthcare and distance. Those are the ones I, I get the points uh, I want to mention that that need, we need to look at that and talk about that and, and uh, look at those factors. That's it. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Okay, uh, that was a great synopsis, and uh, you're absolutely correct on the parents need to read, uh, the children need to see their families read, and, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 my kids will come in our house and say, uh, "So what are you doing, mom?" 
uh, reading. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they know. They, I mean, they know uh, their yes, parents, yes. and so it, it's really crucial. So the, the 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 last book that I'm working on now, and you probably will recognize uh, these names that I'm going to give you. And it was amazing. He was here last week, and uh, he talked about. Okay, the name of his book is the the ball game out. Life from the other side of the field. Tyler Campbell, forward by NFL Hall of Fame running back Earl Campbell, his father. So mm-hmm. Tyler, Tyler was was at San Diego State University, and he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. He didn't want to tell anybody. He was embarrassed about it. He was falling all over the field. Eventually, he had to give up the sport. And But the passion, the passion that that young man had, the same kind of passion that we hear in the voice of Dr. Carr when he's talking about his book, made you want to immediately get that book and start reading. Because here's a young man that was, could have been a star NFL player just like his father, playing for San Diego State, doing outstanding, and then diagnosed with a disease that would no longer allow him to play football. It crushed his life. But he said, I knew immediately that I needed to get some help because I was embarrassed. How can that happen to me? My father was an NFL player. I'm supposed to be one too. So with that being said, he eventually got the help that he needed the mental health, mental illness that he acquired because he saw his career gone. But now he's traveling all over the nation, Dr. Carr, speaking about multiple sclerosis wow, and wanting more, re- more research. Yes, it is very, yep. it's, it's very powerful. And that young man, let me tell you, that young man was so convincing that I said, Give me that book so I can go home and read it tonight. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. That, and so there, there's some some books you just you want to get right to it, right? Yeah, you want to get right to resurrecting the black mind. I'm a black woman. I want to know <laughs> how I can improve my black mind. Absolutely, <laughs> mm-hmm. my mind that happens to be a black mind. Yeah, you know? that's correct. So you can tell when people have put everything into a book, everything into that message that you wanted to resonate with people all over the world that can help, especially people that you're specifically earmarking to. And and I mm-hmm. like what Dr. Hagney says, there's a gap. There's a gap yes. there Absolutely. that's missing. And who's going to fill in that gap? My uh, goodness. Yep. Because yep. I, I remember – my parents used to say, if you don't write your own story, somebody else is going to write it, and it's not going to be written correctly. That's correct. So you need sure, to sure, write sir. your own story. Hey, hey, Go ahead, Ms. Arthur. Yes, hey, sir. Sure, you asked the question, who's who going to fit in the gap? You're going to fit in right. the gap. I'm going to fit in the gap. Okay. Well, we're going to fit yes, in the gap. Sir. We're going to fit in the gap with Freedom Rise 2.0. The, the, the summers, if we focus, we can dedicate every summer for the next 150 years toward our kids' education. 
You know, one of the goals yeah. might be to make sure that everything have a small library in the house. You know, yeah. you know, are you empowering the writers? How are them creating creating scale for our writers, right? And, and we can so so you know, we can teach ourselves. This is a great opportunity. Uh, uh, but again, it goes back to have to organize our political power, independent mm-hmm. of Democratic and Republican, so we can uh, uh, coalition with other groups with our yes, agenda. Well, that's interesting you said that, Mr. Arthur, because the young lady that I was talking about early on, uh, the, uh, she's the president of the Republican Women, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what she said yesterday. What you just said mm-hmm. is exactly what she said yesterday. So there are people no, I didn't independent, just say of, I independent of the Democrats, independent <laughs> of Republicans. She I said, what about all these uh-huh. other people? And then you know what else she said? She said, we have to learn to find the best candidates, period. Mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. if they have a D behind and their see, name, if they have an R behind their name. We got to find the see, best candidates. Go ahead. And see, by doing it. See, by doing this and by developing our power, independent Democrat Republican Party, that way you can leave your label over there with the party, right? Mm-hmm. You can come and help mm-hmm. us our agenda, you know, the communities. And because that will empower them, too, when they, if they present themselves as Republicans or whatever, or Democrats or whatever. It, it, it'll give them more power because they'll have, they'll have a, a, a force multiplier behind them, mm-hmm. right, which mm-hmm. is organized mm-hmm. African American. And so, and so again, from there, hey y'all, uh, we do this all the way through the south. You can develop it all the way through the south. I talked to a, a, a bishop out of, of Tennessee today, you know, and so he's excited about you know working with us on that. And I'm just saying because he gets the he gets he read the article, the plan, so he understands the concept. And he said that it's you know it's, it's pretty it's pretty basic. So as far as that, we have we have all the tools. We don't have there's nothing we have to go in debt. We have everything mm-hmm. we need to do it. And like I said, we have more tools than Martin Luther King ever had. And there so you go. It don't 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 make no sense. And so and, and the way the plan is set up, you can just do what you can do. Like Thursday when we go down to you know to this event, my goal right. is going to be to right. uh, 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 see see how see how his program you know through the churches you know the, the, right. the books and so right. forth, the schools the schools will see what he can do. You know, work with Reb, you know, with Reb Carr, right? You know, and then with Reb uh, Johnson out of Tennessee. So basically, like I said, we could, you know, once we hook it up and and, and then go live, a lot of the stuff you see in Mississippi, Louisiana, and Mississippi, Alabama is happening. It won't be happening if we if we have a, if we have a consistent presence and and and, 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 and a linkage to those folks like that. So. Right. Uh, so what is the health? What's the health care component of that? Uh, you know, those same states, the issue what we're dealing with, uh, these the, the, programs. The, the, the agenda, okay, the agenda, the, the agenda that I'm talking about, once we develop our, uh, uh, a political power, independent Democrat Republican Party, health care will be one of our agenda issues, right? I mean, you know, that's, 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 that's almost the number one. That's almost the number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's front line. Can it be front line? So, you know, police reform, you know, police reform. Can that be on the front end? Can that be on the front end? Because there's a major group want to partner with us. Well, they 
forming affiliation because of the program our task forces are currently doing, addressing the health issues right now, the disparities, the Delta, and all those numbers, that has to be built on the front end because if we look, if we look at the death rate we, and, and not a lot, another they, four or five they, years. That would be that would be a part of okay. That would be a part of once we develop the power independently, then we can coalition with other groups to do what you're saying because they want because they right. want the same thing. Right, because and we're going to get back to Dr. Carr for in, in a few seconds, but but you're right, Mr. Arthur. We we have to. That's the purpose of bringing all of these groups together so that we can see, say, okay, uh, AKAs, we need you to work on uh, money and mm-hmm. finance, economics. You just opened your new credit union. Right. We need you to focus on that. Okay, over right. here, right. uh, a Alpha Phi Alpha, that's Mr. Arthur's group. We want you to work on this. Okay, Dr. Hagner's group, we want you to work on oh, the health care, uh, the, the doulas, that that we never talk about the doulas meaning the uh, midwives that's the other name for a midwife so so mm-hmm. that would be Dr. Hagney in that group which I'm a part of that group well, work well, on the healthcare aspect and then you may have the delta sigma theta sorority to work on something else and all of these groups down the line the top ladies right. all the all the fraternities and sororities and all of these yeah. groups and we say this all the time that there's so many organizations and everybody wants to be the big cheese instead of mm-hmm. us being bringing in well, yeah, yeah, Dr. Hackett. Dr. Hackett. The beauty of Freedom Ride 2.0 is, the beauty of it is, nobody, you, you look at it, you do what you can do within the context of that plan. So, so there's nobody telling you to do anything. You go, you do what you that's just it but that's just it I'm saying we need to be more structured more organized and not right. just, and that's what we're, this person and that's what this we is need to, we need to that's come what this we is. need to pull together we need to pull together mm-hmm. and not just say you do what you do we do what I, no, I we do over here you yeah. do we need no, to we, we need, need to be to. more structured more organized that, 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 no we don't need to we are going to we are going and that's to. That's the purpose. We that's the purpose of Thursday. That's the purpose of Thursday. We're going is to. to become yeah, that's what we're going that's to. That's the purpose. Right. That's the purpose of right. Thursday. It's oh, coming oh, together oh. and become more organized and not just say you do what you do, I do what I do, and all that. And then exactly. because what you do and what I do may be the same thing, and then yeah. something else is going likely. Let's get back to Dr. Carr. Dr. Carr. This is what I'd like. If you would share some of your your discoveries that you came about when writing the book that would tease us a little bit and those listeners out there that will enhance them to go to grab your book, some of the history of blacks and their contributions and whatever else that you want to share, just some tidbits of your book, please, sir. I think I, think I would begin by saying uh, – the thing that captured my heart, that uh, put me in a mode to research, read, study, and write, was Dr. John Henry Clark described history this way. He said that history is a clock that tells the people the political and cultural time of day. 
He said, history is a compass that people use to find themselves on the map of human geography. He said, history tells of people where they've been, what they've been, what they've done, and what they still have to do and what they still must be. And he said, finally, the relationship of, of people to their history is the same as the relationship between a mother and her child. When I heard that, I knew then I had a new quest, and I started right then uh, looking at uh, speeches, finding books by people like Clark, Yachinen, Van Sertiman, and so many others, and I just start. I hunkered down. I got busy, and uh, I spent many uh, nights and long days working until I got it right because I wanted to make sure that once Dr. Hackney gets a hold of this book and reads it, I wanted it to be clear that I'd done my homework. So that's what got me started. And once that fire was lit and I got turned on to people like Asa Hilliard, uh, Chancellor yeah. Williams, and these are people I'd never even heard of. And once mm-hmm. I got a proper Dr. Hackney diet, of historical personalities and the works they had done, I just started like a snowball going down the hill, and I just didn't stop until I got to the finish line of that first book. So that's what actually got me started uh, was hearing that man's voice say what he said, and he 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 knew something was missing, and he was convicting me in what he was saying that something was missing in me. I finished high school. I finished college. I had uh, the uh, master's degree in theology, a uh, PhD mm-hmm. degree in in philosophy, and it was mm-hmm. during my study for the PhD in philosophy. It was basically during that time that everything kind of started coming together, and I saw how the Lord could use the work in an environment just like this and take it across the landscape. So I wrote eight chapters, and I think that they are pretty intriguing, uh, in my opinion. And I took the book, and I meshed the material with the biblical text so that people wouldn't think that I was some sort of heretic or think that I was rejecting God or rejecting Jesus. I was simply trying to put the proper frame around who the Christ has been recognized as 4,000 years ago when there was no Greece, when there was no Rome, when there was no English language. So my book, I think it's intriguing enough for a person to read it. And once you read it uh, and ask yourself the questions, why didn't I know this 30 years before, that (laughs) to me signifies why we need to read books like this and promote this kind of material throughout our black communities and ultimately through the world. So that's what got me started. And I'm still, I'm working on a second book now, uh, an urgent agenda for an emerging new world. Uh, I've found out so many things that are so intriguing that I'm, I've already paid for the book, but I can't seem to get to the writing part because I'm too busy in other avenues of life. So, uh, you know, Dr. Hedden, I need to slow down and get to my desk and get this, because I paid this money to these folks, so I, 
I want to get this book published inside of ten years, of course. So that's you know, yeah. there's so many, there's so many exciting things in my brain pan about what I've learned that can be expressed in the form of a book. I'm just hoping that people will at least give it the chance to read it and uh, study it, uh, ask me questions about it, and I'd be happy to respond uh, to any questions that would be put forward. I made an error in the first publication in that, Dr. Hedden, I, I, I credited W.E.B. Du Bois with that saying about a people without their histories, like a tree without roots. It gripped me so so firmly. I misquoted, uh, I made the quote four times throughout the book, and after I had about a 1,000 books out there, I found out that I needed to correct that. So I've been going through uh, the world oh, wow. of making that correction, and I have about 100 books here at my residence office that has that uh, incorrect connotation there, but I'm putting a nice little note in the front of the book and making there sure that go. when you buy this one, you'll know that I made this error, which is human, but uh, you can replace yeah. what I said, uh, Du Bois said, that it was actually right. stated by uh, the great Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey. Mm-hmm. And most of these folks right. out there had not never even heard of. I mean, I was a, a grown wow. man past 50. I never knew that they existed. And when I found out, it was like dynamite. And I've just been at it ever since. Wow. So please, that's ama- you know, that's go a, that's on the website, odellcard.com. You can find the book there. You can I can text you uh, my uh, email, and you can communicate with me that way, and we can make the exchange. I just, I just be pleased to get this book in the hands of at least the people in this group and in the hands of people go. in our circle of influence. And I think it can be a component. You know, we're talking about 2.0 and the, the health uh, aspect of it. I think the mm-hmm. historical collection of information, I think I may be one of the few people in this part of the country who can tell any group which books would be relevant and important to our development as black people because I have them on my shelf. And Dr. Hedges, there's right. one other book I want to mention. It's written by a black man, Richard Williams. Uh, it's titled, They Stole It, But You Must Return It. It's a book <laughs> about what black people need to know. And in chapter, uh, there's a chapter in this book where he deals completely with black health. Chapter 16, wow. Good Health Planning. Chapter 17, Proper Diet. Chapter 18, Why is Water Important? Chapter 19, Why are Adequate Amounts of Sleep Important? And so forth and so on. So this is a book that my baby brother had at his residence, and I saw it and picked it up. He said, you can have it. So we do have people who have been addressing these areas. But like I said earlier, we listen, but we're not too proficient in REA. D-I-N-G. Right. <laughs> That's right. Very good. We can improve our and, and who is that yeah. one by, uh, Dr. Carter? Uh, I'm sorry, Richard who is it Williams, by? Richard, Richard Williams, Williams, a black man. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to text it in the group. I'm going to text the title okay. of the group Wonderful. and the Act. author in the, yeah, in the group, and you all can get Act. a hold of it. Well, it's, a, it's a wonderful I, I t- little book. Wonderful. And I'll tell you what, every time I hear you, uh, speak about Dr. Asa Hilliard. I get I get excited. I really do. Well, let me share with you, Dr. Cara, that you have an amazing, you have a beautiful wife, you have an amazing uh, family, and we want to hear more about your family. Let us know who those those children are, and um, okay. and, and 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 your lovely wife, and so uh, and and your very distinguished persona. Uh, Dr. Cara is a very handsome gentleman. 
And so I've Thank enjoyed you. reading uh, reading about him and the work that he's done. So share share quickly with your with us uh, who your family members are and your wife. I uh, I'm married to uh, my wife B Brenda F. Uh, formerly Hegler of a little town in South Arkansas called Hampton, Arkansas. In October, on the 10th day of October of this year, uh, we will have been married for a period of 41 years. Uh, we have four adult children uh, who have uh, pleased us in their uh, quest to be successful, and they've all gotten out of our pocketbooks finally. I have uh, two <laughs> wonderful grandsons who we shared a vacation. Matter of fact, I was off the program uh, not too long ago because I was in Branson, Missouri with my wife and with my daughter, oh, my okay. son-in-law, and my two grandchildren. And we had an absolute blast up there in those mountains, a very refreshing time. So I'm, I'm a family guy. Uh, I'm a family man. And I have, you know, you know, I have folks in my family, Dr. Hadnett, who uh, have been uh, come down with the COVID virus and people who've made it and some who didn't make it. So my story is kind of familiar to uh, everyone else's on the broadcast. That's beautiful. And and speaking of that, Dr. Henry, I want you to know that tomorrow, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Tuesday. We're having a funeral of uh, one of um, our our church members' brother Mm -hmm. who died of COVID. So we know that that COVID still exists in our lives. Uh, that wow. and, and these people who are getting it the second time around, that's having long haul COVID, uh, are, mm-hmm. we're losing, we're losing. Yeah. And then and, and remember this, that, and, and Dr. Hadme used to reiterate this all the time. Remember the efficacy rate of our our uh, vaccines are not one hundred percent. As a matter of fact, Johnson and Johnson was like seventy five percent, but then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pfizer is 95% or 96, something like that, but you still got that little 4 or 5% right. that you may catch COVID even after mm-hmm. you've had your, uh, your vaccine. I've been vaccinated right. five times, and I know that Dr. Hagney started out talking to us about uh, that new strand, and so I, I know that it looks like COVID is going to be with us forever, and every year it's going to be like a flu, flu shot that we're going to have mm-hmm. to COVID shot. But anyway, exactly. so, so, so Dr. Carr, we, we're so impressed with your work and, and all the things that you've done. It's just a, a pleasure to have uh, you on Marvelous Monday. And so uh, anything else that you want us to just reiterate how, and, and by all means you can let us know and let me know how you can get our books because all of us want to have your book in our library, yes. we're we're yes. readers here on on this show, but Absolutely. we want to make sure that other people are reading, yeah. uh, and and young folk are reading, and how important it is for us to put books in the present. On yesterday, uh, one of my uh, my friend's uh, grandson, and he he wanted his a tablet. He's four, and he wants his tablet so he can read. And then he wants his, his his paper tablet so he can write. No, he can't write, mm-hmm. but he thinks. But he thinks he can write. That's right. And so if yes, he thinks right. he can, eventually yes, right. he will, right? That's where it starts. <laughs> that's where that's where it starts right there. He's yes. thinking. So we got to get these we got to get these children very very early, and that's my uh, message. So go ahead, guy. And I, I'm getting text messages from my grandson. Says 
uh, he's playing football on Monday night, on Friday night. <laughs> so he's sitting with, with <laughs> speaking of grandchildren, but go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. <laughs> uh, Dr. Carr. So you have your final uh, comments on what it is you want us to know. To, to, to get a little bit better insight on what has moved me in my work, uh, of course, get the book. And I would suggest just uh, email me, and I'll email you back, uh, and we can exchange information about how I can send it over to the address that you would desire and how you can communicate back to me, uh, and I can sign it and get it sent out in the mail to each of you. Uh, and I'm hopeful that what you'll do is consider that the book is written for, and I, I call them this in the preface of the book, the beautiful ones whose faces, no doubt, I know I won't live to see, but I know that there'll be some among them who will pick up this baton, the one that mm-hmm. we're running with right now, and they're going to finish right. the race. But, you know, we Excellent. have to, Dr. Hadney, leave them something to run with. Yes. You know, I have yes. a little experience with track and field in high school and college, and I know that if you're going to do the mile relay and there are four runners, I know that you got to yep. make sure that that baton is properly placed in the hands of the next athlete. So that's what I feel like we're doing program. I think that's the nation is going to the, – the black – awareness is going to expand yes. because of what we're doing because I can tell you all I am much more broad an individual just having been on this program for the times that I've been here to hear the information the power that's in the black minds of people that I wouldn't have known had I not been introduced to this program so you know I am just uh I'm on the cloud <laughs> and <laughs> right, right. Right glory here. glory yeah. I think Pastor Cooper's in there. He's got a few oh, words to say before we get off. I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I jumped in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited. I want my copy. I'm going to put my information in the chat so I can get my copy and right. uh, and let let us know because, yes, we, we want to start is, right is, here. Is who going to be that Thursday? Our is sure who going to be that Thursday? Sure. Oh, gonna be that Cushing, Thursday? Gonna be, Pastor, you're going to be in Cushing on Thursday? I, I, I need to, to find me? out where that is. Exactly. Oh, okay. I need to figure out where that is. I where we going. <laughs> I hear you, my brother. <laughs> they say, they say somewhere, Dr. Hagner can tell you, it's somewhere past Jacksonville, Texas, or somewhere out there. Well, you, you, the wild, you, you, know, the you know it. You know it. You'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I, I know it's, it's about an hour. I didn't mean it that way. You're going to enjoy it. I didn't mean. I didn't mean it that way. You're going to enjoy it. No, for Nacogdoches. Yeah, it's somewhere oh, near, between Nacogdoches and and, and Jacksonville. And what else? And Jacksonville. Two hundred four, Jacksonville, and and, and Nac, uh, Nacogdoches. You you probably gonna come up sixty nine through Lufkin up to. 59 North, and you go through uh, around uh, Nacogdoches there, take uh, 204, lead you right to uh, uh, Cushing. Well, I know Cushing. that right I'm, going through, yeah, I'm going, going through I know you're Jacksonville, going right? So you're going, going through, through Jacksonville? Jacksonville, Jacksonville mm-hmm. and 204 out of Jacksonville, like you're going 79 right. towards Henderson, take 204 okay, and 204, like you're going to Nacogdoches, it'll take you right okay. through Cushing. Okay. 
Right there where the dog turns left and, and the fire hydrant <laughs> on the corner. No, you're going you to enjoy this town. You're going to have a clean looking little town. That's what they They had a big old tree. The big old tree. No, one of the baseball players was uh, killed in an accident somewhere on one uh, just right. past week. Right. So they were really honoring him. I was impressed. Oh. Apparently he, he loved baseball all his life, and they doesn't even feel in it. Everything to him, so you were. Uh, I was wow. very impressed with that. Yeah. How the whole yeah, I heard, I heard about that. Town. That's, that's East Texas, though. East Texas love turned out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. that that's oh, yeah. actually Nacogdoches County, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. County. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Part of East Texas. Well, I, and they yeah. have six hundred. Uh, what's the population? Six hundred and thirty-two people. Six hundred and twelve people. That's kind of cowl. So how we up yesterday? That's kind of. I'm not going to say that about Cushing. Did he say how he picked Cushing? I mean, it's his program. Did he say? Did he say anything about how he wound up in Cushing? Did he know somebody there or something? It has. Oh, it's just right outside of where he lives. Oh yeah, I know. Oh okay. I was through there Saturday going down and to visit well, the front of us. Yeah, they have a retreat out there, and that's uh, it's supposed to be a very beautiful place, uh, Bogstokho oh, wow. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, mm-hmm. very, very nice place out there. But it's right outside. It's a few minutes from where he lives. Well, mm-hmm. well, long as ain't no sundown town, I'll be going by sundown anyway. Oh <laughs> no, you, you, no, no, that's not that's down. That's down in Pastor Cooper's. Area that way. You, you. <laughs> we changed the Lily, phrase. Lily we call it a sunset town now. Lily Well, y'all do know. Uh, two two uh, weeks ago, we we had a little gathering there at the CVS. I don't know why they like gathering at the CVS, but uh, it was a horrible gathering for them because. They were r- ran off by the locals. Uh, one guy protested against them protesting, and finally oh, really? they said, "We got to get out of here." And so people started helping them pack up. So we, wow. we're making some headway down in that area. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Keep keep it going. Mm. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. So we'll be in we'll be in Cushing, Texas, and, and it starts from nine o'clock that morning to five p.m. That evening, so it's going to be a complete summit uh, that's going to go on. There's going to be a lot of work involved that whole day uh, as well. Hey, and I'm going to bro- I'm, we're going to broadcast our show, Mr. Arthur, from there. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's yeah, yeah. yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, make sure when we get yeah, make mm-hmm. sure when I arrive at Cushing, I'm going to start playing my uh, Montgomery Bell video just in case. <laughs> Just in case you be prepared. Let's let's try to arrive at the same time. <laughs> Man. So we can Man. and you two pass Cooper so we can take care of each other. <laughs> I'm just oh my dying. goodness. <laughs> but at any rate, that's it. So that's uh that's our sh- uh our hour with uh our own Doctor Odell Carr and his book. And we're going to make sure that everybody is resurrecting their black minds uh, by reading his book. Uh, very highly educated gentleman, uh, spent 21 years in, 
in public schools, and so we're just elated to have him, and that's that's the Arkansas uh, schools, and we're elated to have him and to know him and to get to know his family and that he is a family man with a lot of brilliance that wants to bring uh, that knowledge of our black history uh, forth to the community. So we, we appreciate Thank that, uh, Dr. Dr. Carr. Outstanding. Thank we you commend so you, Thank salute you, you for the Thank great you. work that you've done. Thank and you. we're looking forward to that next book. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I get do to appreciate that it. <laughs> but don't but don't overlook don't overlook a marvelous Monday, but get to that desk when you can. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we need you and want you a marvelous Monday. Well, yeah. guys, if you don't mind, let's 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 play catch up and talk a little bit about uh tomorrow one tomorrow's event. I think that uh somewhere no, Wednesday. When there's uh, a debate, right? This Wednesday. And I think there's some surrendering of uh, on Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. of uh, various and sundry people. I think somebody's surrendering tomorrow uh, as as well. And uh, but let's talk a little bit. I, I know how much is how much is the bond? Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Show me the money. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might not have it. <laughs> Are you? So well, I tell you what. Look at the money he's raising. Oh, and he's no. using it for legal oh, fees. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't think that was that was what you were supposed to do with that money. Uh, that the want. FEC had some rules and regulations of yeah. how you can spend that money. And Those rules are not the, for him. Oh, that would be true. I <laughs> yeah. forgot. Yes. Yeah, so he's yeah, charged yeah. with RICO, but, right? He's charged with the RICO Act in Georgia. He's charged with criminal conspiracy. Oh, my gosh. That's serious business. You know it? Absolutely. That That's, that's Al Capone charges, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, he wants to be Teflon Don anyway. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He wants to be. Wow. Wow. So be dandy dumb in orange jumpsuit. So, so that, that was my that was my question. The match his hair, that's the truth. And his skin and his there skin color. Go. That's exactly <laughs> correct. Oh, oh my goodness. Black. Oh, orange is <laughs> right. There you go. For real. For real. That's for real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're, uh, they're gonna treat him like a black man and incarcerate him what's gonna happen. Now that was my question. If he doesn't be careful, yeah. he gonna mess around and go to jail for real. That's why I'm getting incarcerated for real because uh, uh, you're dealing in Georgia now, and 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 they have the power of the justice system, and I've witnessed this now. Uh, okay. A, a lot of these folks are really uh, caught up with state laws, but when you start dealing with federal laws and federal courts, yeah. And being yeah. the president and ex-president of NAACP, I have learned firsthand. And I, I was one of those folks, and, you know, I was like, we need to take it to the streets. We need to get out here. Yeah, we need to do that also. But at the same time, we need to learn how to litigate. And our young lady in Georgia that everyone is asking us to pray for, they're right. But at the same okay. time, though, let me tell you something. When you know mm-hmm. how to use the law, 
I never forget what okay. Kamala Harris said one time in, in her debate. Okay. She said, I know how to prosecute. I can yes. carry this case. And we mm-hmm. have some folks in Georgia and around the uh, United States that know how to do it, and they're waiting their turn. This is not over with. This is going to go on for the next five years if he doesn't go sit down. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. If we, that. Hey, 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 Mike, hey, if we ain't learning yeah. nothing else and all the stuff that we've seen, we know that, that, that law is money and money is law. You know, <laughs> all that stuff which you just said, y'all said about Trump, the man still going around threatening everybody. And ain't nothing happened mm-hmm. to him yet. Mm-hmm. So clearly, well, it ain't clearly. Clearly, we have three. Clearly, we have three justices. Clearly, we have three justices. We have a rich and poor one, a black and white one, and we got an oligarchy justice system. That's what he's in. He's in the oligarchy justice system. That's that's the new system we got. Yeah, there's no way. But he hasn't been in Georgia yet. You and I. Wait till you get on that midnight train to Georgia. (laughs) I'm jumping out there. He's arguing with Arthur in public. I, I'm, I'm jumping out there. I, I'm telling you, in Fulton <laughs> County, they're going to get after that boy. I'm telling you. you <laughs> like an old man sitting on the front porch, sitting in a spittoon. Oh, I'm you telling so you, get ready. That's Get you some popcorn <laughs> and a coat. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're coming that, after you. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold hey, up, hold up. Let me say this. Real, can I say this real quickly? Uh, we you got know, three Pastor sisters. Cooper, the, 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 wait a minute. Let me just say this. The new thing is people sitting on their front porches again. They're decorating their front porches like crazy yes, in I Tyler. Them. And people, I know me and you. <laughs> They're sitting on their front porches. I, I, I haven't got there yet, but I'm decorating my front porch, but I haven't got there for sitting on their front porch. I want one to wrap around the house. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I'm trying to tell you. Hey, 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 cool. I like our like our hey, grandparents hey, hey, had, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Trump got three sisters. Trump got three sisters after him. I know they're gonna get him. They yeah, you know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 <laughs> Not one. <laughs> Somebody gonna get it. I know that. <laughs> so professional. What? What of them bring him on home? Uh, <laughs> as a brother, I just want to say I, I don't. I don't ever want. I don't ever want three sisters after me. That's all I gotta say. I, I, I have three sisters. Okay. I have three sisters. You don't want them. One of the three daughters. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have man, a, I, I have three myself. I have three myself. Yeah, they that pretty boy is in trouble. Yes, he is. Trouble. Right when he said, "Pray for your enemies." Y'all better pray for that man. He's he in trouble. Exactly. He's in trouble. Yeah. He yes. is. Well, he I, is. I, I, well, I pray that they get him real soon. <laughs> he, he, he don't even know he got. He don't even know he got. Listen, they, they didn't call that spider the black widow for nothing. I'm telling you that wow. that man in trouble. I believe you, Pastor Cooper. You. 
I'm telling you, you don't want intelligent, qualified, oh my God. Oh, educated. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't, okay. And I've seen their interviews, and they don't they don't rattle easily. I mean, people come mm-hmm. after them, and they have not unraveled yet. Not I'm at so all. Impressed. Okay. They're no. not bothered. They're not bothered by that. Listen, mm-hmm. yeah, this is actually the first time I've heard all of those different counts. Uh, how many counts are there now? 934? Oh, what are we on? 91. 91. 91 counts. 90, 91. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know we had gotten that many. 91 counts. 91 wow. units to get off from under them. I'm telling you. He, he is, there you so, go. Now, but this is this is what we have to concentrate on. This is Donald Trump's not a problem. What we have to concentrate on is the world. The world is in now that we for sure need to pray on because this man is not even going to be on the debate stage, and he's still leading with mm-hmm. high numbers. So what does that tell you? When someone says wow. they rather have a, a man in an orange suit, yeah, in an orange suit right. over than the man that's in the suit in the White House now. That's interesting. Very. I mean, that's amazing. That, Isn't that amazing? Okay. That's yeah, there, there's your book, there's that, book right there, that, Dr. Yeah. Right. See, we're using definitional of the history we thought was history. 
But True. history is being revealed in front of our eyes, and we don't even recognize right. it. And that's, that's, what COVID, that's what COVID did and doing and, and doing to us. Yes, right. We would, we would see in the team all COVID. over again. <laughs> see, COVID leveled the playing field between those who we thought knew and don't know. We've seen the results of it right now. And what we're saying right. politically right. What you're writing on Dr. Carr, that's the history which you, we just talking about. That's the real yes. American history. Yes. Not what you hear on me news and all those. No, right. that's not history. That's not that's history, MBC and all that. That's not the history. The history right. is what you're just looking at. And your next, your right. third book should be this. <laughs> what are you saying, a yellow suit and white house? Write your second book because it's going to go on by the time you finish your second book that you'll be, you'll be ready to write your third book. No, I suggest that we all, all of us right here, write that book along with Dr. Carr, that third book, that title that Cooper <laughs> just gave to us. That's, that was, oh, my gosh, that would be so much fun. <laughs> it's, it's in your face. It's, it's an in-your-face concept. It's in your face. In your face. Hey, Shirley, in my article that I'll be coming out this week, it's on the Montgomery Brawl. Uh, okay. Uh, it's called Montgomery Brawl. <laughs> the, the Montgomery Brawl, uh, Throw the Hat. And, and basically, and basically, with, you know, in an arc, yeah, I, you know, I talk about the fact that I think the real reason <sighs> that Europe, that Europeans don't want uh, uh, history, American history taught, is because if they do, they'll have to go back and talk about the Romans, and the Romans were a mm-hmm. bisexual society. And I think right. really, I think they don't. I, I think more than they don't want you to know your history. I think they don't want their kids to know their history. Can you guys excuse me for a second? I'm so sorry. I'm going to turn the show over to you. My best friend's husband just passed. Okay, so I'm going to oh. I'm going to oh. ex- I'm oh, going to wow. exit. And oh, uh, sorry. Mr. Mm. Mr. Arthur, I'm going to give you the show. I'll talk to you later. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm. We'll okay. see you later, Mr. Arthur. Mm. Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. We'll, well, we'll you be know praying what? for a friend of mine. A friend of mine today, uh, his uh, his sister passed. I just found it out. So it's a lot of it's a lot of that going on. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, Curtis well, gone, so I'm, I'm should be back or not. But basically, uh, uh, well, you know what we were talking, well, what before we was talking, uh, I was talking about. But what I want to talk about and what I want to ask you guys about. Uh, have y'all have y'all have y'all noticed the commotion going on over in Africa? Have you noticed that? I don't want, I don't want to get no, opinion is, on it. What is it, brother? Uh, you know, in the Congo, and you know, there's some, you know, some overthrow, some government, so forth, so on. Well, what's really going on? This, and this is what we're trying to research and get some time. Uh, okay, you know, like back, like back in the day, doing Pan Africanism, where they tried to create the United States of Africa, United States of and all them, killed a bunch of people. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I think about twenty, about twenty some years ago, they they started trying to do something again. They kind of did the same thing. But anyway. Right now, Africa again, they're attempting to create the United States of Africa. Mm-hmm. And so, what you're seeing over there, what you're seeing over there, is you know because you know that, and they're doing it at actually the best time because they're basically uh, leveraging, you know, the Russians and the Chinese against the West. 
Mm-hmm. And basically, they're trying okay. to do this. What they're saying is, hey, look, you know, we just, you know, y'all here stealing all our uranium, and then and then got us paying reparations. When if we were organized, y'all have to buy it from the country, and we and, and we have mm-hmm. more money. We got more gold, more everything, everybody. But we're so anyway. So they, you know, they're coming to that, uh, you know, acknowledgement. And and African American, we we need to understand we, that we're playing a big part in that. Okay. And so basically, I want to know, you know, what do you guys have you have you guys seen into that? What do you think about it? What do you think is going to be happening uh, futuristically with, you know, with what we're doing here, and, and with what's going on in Africa? Because that's where that's where our long term freedom is going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Nkrumah and his efforts during his era to bring uh, solidarity and oneness to the African world and how things turned out. And I, I feel like every time a black person uh, rises up to unify black people, white people, mm-hmm get involved, and they mm-hmm. push both sides against the other, i.e. the Civil War, financed by mm-hmm. the bankers who gave money to both sides. And so mm-hmm. I think that it's really, I think it's really wise to be aware of what you're saying, and probably a precious few of us are really keyed into this, and I think this needs to be broadcast so we can be more aware that when we are trying to bring togetherness, the enemy of our unity will always put a plan of action in place to do the mm-hmm. old, the old, what they've always done all along. You know, the, mm-hmm. the we, we bring up a Martin King, we're going to put him down. Bring up a Malcolm X, we're going to put him down. You bring up a Fred Hampton, we're going to put him down. I think it's the old put down all over again. And whenever black folk are trying to unify as we are, and you know, Dr. Hagnan, I'm, I told uh, Mr. Fleming this some months ago, I feel like the uh, government, the FBI slash CIA, whoever they may be, I think they become interested in people who come together in groups like ours and talks about the topics that we talk about. So I feel that, uh, we are in some sense a threat to the system and mm-hmm. in my view regardless mm-hmm. of how they respond we ought to keep doing what we're doing because if mm-hmm. we don't do it and if we don't do it now then the questions are who's going to do it and when will it be done mhm mhm i think that's where we are mike yeah my, I, I think he's all over it and that's why i continue to say that uh we are the news, and we have to continue to bring the light in dark spots like that, yeah. places like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's so true. You know, we, I've always said for years, you know, our linkage to Africa, we failed as African American, we failed that. We need to re- we need to reverse the No West Passage. And that's starting with what's happening in Cuba back to Africa. See, we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tell people the... Uh, why? Why is Cuba? Why? I'm not sorry. Why is Haiti sitting there? Right. When you, when you, you know, yeah, we, when, with the, yeah, Haiti. When we look at when we look at uh, uh, America back to Africa, Northwest Passage, and all the slaves brought here, 
and we need to. And what we're talking about now, we're right on target. And you know, everybody know we know. You know, we we've been recorded. You know that, no. We, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, yeah. we've been months. That's we, we don't, know, yeah. you know, what we're saying. We have to recognize we don't. don't. So Absolutely. The key, the key to yeah. our youth and everybody is 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 Haiti. <clears throat> we can't talk about saving Africa when we have eighty, what eighty miles from us. Right. You know, why is that? You know, who's supporting? Who putting the guns in Haiti? Uh, everything That's else, right. you know. That's you know, who, you know, they're not buying. They're not. Where are they getting all those guns from? If they use the, the groups that are controlling the population. New Orleans. So, so, so that's what we have to look at. You know, we have to look at the total picture. New Orleans, all those things. And but I tell you, Haiti is that 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 a success story. Of Haiti will be a success story of Africa. Yes. You can't that say that. You know, all that. Yeah, you, you, you know, it's all connected. That's what I'm saying. It's all, it's all connected. It's, it's all it's connected. not a separate. It's not a separate. Yeah, it's all connected. Yep. And, and, and here, there's something I'm not gonna say. That this is an actual lighter note. I want to ask y'all, what do y'all think about the fact that, okay, Jamie Fox, who, who who's a Texas boy, right from Turk, Texas, uh, 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 you know, went to the hospital for, uh, I, I don't know exactly what, but anyway, uh, and then so since he's since he's been out. You know, of course, you know, folks, he, he, you know, internet saying he got cloned and all this kind of stuff. And I'm trying to figure out. Now, we've seen to go to the hospital and get out. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, why this is why this one is such a a thing. I saw a, 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 a what's her name a, a, a Monique. You know, Monique was coming out. You know, she talked to him and you know, he, he, you know, she thought she had him show his eyes and his eyes were black or something she was saying. So I was like, well, what's up with all that? And, and then you got the then you got the government come out with, it's okay, okay, there are UFOs, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. So what's all this? So where are we headed with all that? Is this, is this uh, yeah, I mean, what's going on with all that? Do anybody have a clue? Uh, 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 doc? Well, I'm know, going to defer to doctor. Dr. Hadney. And and Reverend Cooper, uh, I I'd be interested okay. to hear what are their thoughts on the whole scope of what has happened with uh, our brother Jamie Fox. I, there's so what? many things yeah, I'm that out there. I'm not I'm not sure how to. I don't know which uh, which rope to pull to try to figure out uh, where this thing is going and what it's all about. I'm well, I'm kind we'll of clueless. Yeah, it's so much. It's so much misinformation out there in our in our yeah. informational system. <laughs> You know, it's, it's always interesting when you look at a black male, you have all this going on. And when it comes to health care, I treat health uh, as a private matter. What well, we do that because that's, that's health care. So I, I just don't mm-hmm. like the idea of uh, laundering uh, anyone's health when this country has so many faults in health care. Uh, mm-hmm. And so people who think they're healthy are not healthy. So I, I would leave that alone. I would not touch that with a ten foot pole. And and, that, and what we you know, I think I said this with the young lady. No, we need to pray. You know, we mm-hmm. you know we you know that we we're getting away from prayer and 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 letting God. You know what what's happening with him? That that's personal and God. We we all need to be pray for him. Just I mentioned this with the young lady a couple of weeks ago. I think he had a mil, had mental health issues. Let's mm-hmm. pray. Let's start praying and and just leave. Just don't get all that. Answers and getting out, trying to explain things. Just leave it to God, and God, God can, God knows, and God can cure, and that's what we need to be able to do. 
Now, because any side you take going to be the wrong side. Now, yes. now let's make there. So let's just pray for him. Pray for his family and pray for the yes. whole situation. Right. And also pray pray yes. for those who are accusing him also. Yes. Because yeah. it's obviously not an easy situation. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, when people don't know, they're going to well, make it up themselves. Now, you, you see what Dion Sanders is doing with, with his toes being amputated. He's he, uh, he's walking through each step, you know, and, and like Dr. Hagney said, uh, with the HIPAA laws and uh, all the things, that, that should be a private, yeah. personal thing. But, right. but what happens when when you become that famous, your privacy and HIPAA laws has gone all down the drain, unfortunately. And mm, I, I think I actually... Yeah, I actually think that Deion Sanders is doing it the right way because he's a black male, he's wealthy, he's, he's educated, he, he's sharp, and, and and I think by being transparent, other men that's dealing with diabetes or whatever else is causing clots or whatever's causing his issues will open up and, and you know, take a loan to the doctor today because if he doesn't catch this or doesn't do the right things and all that, he can lose his leg. So, so mm-hmm. maybe that'll help other black males right. to go to the doctor and say, "I'd rather have three toes you know, than lose my whole leg mm-hmm. or to die," because right. that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I had a young man; he went and washed his leg, said that the skin was coming off, and he had gangrene and and he died. So, oh man! Oh man! Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and but all you know- he needed was maybe. Go ahead, doc. Well, you know, you exactly. have when when you have two uh, black males dying for one white male in America. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that and the uh, PSA test could be not, could be free. I think that's more that's important. Right, that's, see, that's see, we see, we have to watch how we get led down a rabbit trail. When we look at the right. two one death rate of black males in America, because you don't go get a PSA test, something right. Like, if you want to, if you want to make an impact, you want to save lives. You talking about right. one? And look at all, look at all other black males who, who have not gotten a PSA test. Sure. And also, uh, I've right. been trying to find out, I've been trying to find out why this PSA bill is supposed to come to Congress that PSA would be free. That's more mm-hmm. important. And I mean, from the when, the, when you look at statistics and numbers, uh, it, you know, sure, right. that's one person. Is, you know, the, get other black males to go get a PSA test. That's what you need to be doing. Yeah. Don't be looking. You, if you sitting up here without a PSA test and you want to look at somebody else, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's also right. this is also with the young ladies. You look at someone else right. and say what they're not doing, and you look at the number of that we working with. We work on a project right now. They're trying to get black females a project. Mm-hmm. Mammogram down to age 40. How many mm-hmm. black females yeah. have not gone and got a mammogram? But you can be on these there, and you can talk about somebody else. What's his fault? Yeah. You know, it's, it's right. coming. You know, we know mm-hmm. diabetes. You know, all those side effects in diabetes. You can whether it be blindness or whatever, loss of leg, all that. That's part of you not taking care of yourself. What about the sugar? What are you doing about nutrition? Someone asked me about the night, the sugar and diabetes and all that. That's what we should we should be focusing on, and, and mm-hmm. still spending all, all right. this time on and pray for one person and by and try and save the other one. You know yes, saying? sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you're a black male hanging hey. a, if you're a black male in America hanging a PSA test, you don't have a thing to say about anybody else. Same with a That's young true. lady. If you yeah. if you if you if you're above forty and you haven't gotten your mammogram, you you don't need to open your mouth about anybody else. You need to go take right. care of yourself. So, yeah. and, and so that's, See, that's, that's, that's what happens. 
Yeah, I'm letting you take care of themselves. We, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we're praying on people. Yeah, and that's what and that's what Doctor Carr talking about. That's what Doctor Carr Like Doctor Like Doctor Carr said, know your history. Yeah. Read. That that that's what that means. We talked about reading a while ago. We don't read. When you don't mm-hmm. read, you get caught up in all this other stuff you hear on TV and everywhere else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, praying. Uh, somebody said praying, and so I want to talk about the Supreme Court, where you know a couple aspects of it. You know their behavior, but it was a it was a case that was filed where a woman went in and said, "I'm a Christian, and I might open up a company, and if somebody LGBTQ might ask me to do something, I don't want to have to do it." They actually pass a law based on that. Now my now my question is now my question is uh should, should people be able to just go and just say I'm a Christian and then without having to prove it and then laws follow that? I mean like what is I mean I'm just saying. Uh, or, 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 <laughs> or, or you interact or, or you interact with people uh you know in your day life they walk up they say, Well I'm a Christian. Now look at my point is should Christians should you tell a Christian by the way they handle their business? I mean, I would think if somebody walk up to you and, and they, they got how I'm a Christian. I mean, I, of course, folks say, "Well, you supposed okay? Do you supposed to tell everybody you're a Christian? Uh, you know, what is that about?" And, and, and don't you think that I think that the lady should have been able to she they should have made a say to be able to or something, you know, or something, <laughs> you know, to show she's a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, she just wrote that just. Christian, well, um, white Christian. That's nothing new. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I'm all over. Thank you, Doctor. But I say, well, yeah, that, that's nothing new. That that was done back with Sam Houston and all them when they took the land here in Texas. Uh, you had to say, and there was no beatitudes then either. You didn't have to say Jesus is my Lord and Savior. You had to say anything. You just had to say you were Catholic. And if you were Catholic, you can get land in the state of Texas from the Hispanic community, uh, Mexican community. Mhm. So we got and a bunch of line There you go. Okay. 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 Well, well, well I mean, okay. What about one, that same one? Uh, okay. What about uh, back in Trump now too? Right. 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 So what about the ethics of this? Talk to me about the ethics. Yeah, you know, they get money from all these rich people. From a croaker in Dallas, they get all this money. What about, Dr. Carr, you say anything about that in your book? Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the uh, chapters in my book is entitled uh, Mass Media, Politics, <laughs> and Religion. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. one of the chapters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to remind us that uh, Christopher Columbus, and I have here at my residence, I have uh, his diary written by John Boyd Thatcher, and Christopher Columbus, when he came to the shores of Africa, uh, he came uh, in the name of Christ and Christianity. Yeah, he was right. a double agent working for Portugal and Spain uh, as a, quote, Christian, uh, unquote. Christian. So when, when a person clothes themselves with a garment of Christianity, their functionality is evil and satanic, then the truth is revealed from the inside. So for a person to say I'm a Christian, that can that can get you to a door 
but it doesn't mean that you're going to function like Christ once you get on the inside. And we have too many evidences of that in American history. Yeah. The Romans, uh, the Romans, uh, Constantine was killing uh, Christians. And finally, he became a Christian superficially to import or impact the the Roman uh, Empire with Christianity. So it's been played around with and messed with and disgraced for, for a long, long time. So I'm not surprised that even in the 21st century here in 2023 that people would hide behind the cloak of Christianity. Uh, Jesus Christ, hadn't they, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, 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 they wear the sheep's clothes, but inwardly mm-hmm. they are ravening wolves. So I'm yep. not surprised okay, at all to find yeah. what folks are doing in the name of God, you know. I'm, I'm not surprised so at all. Well, Pastor Cooper, how do we politically deal with that? Because, you know, Christianity is all wrapped up in especially Texas politics. I mean, the evangelical piece. How do we... How do we uh, uh, navigate that? Because I mean, if everybody going around saying, "Oh, well, I'm a Christian too," then you know, okay, you know, and, yeah, I, I would navigate that. Because how do you use on the political arena with it? So uh, you know, how you navigate? How you how you lead your people through that where they won't be misled by some charlatan coming through talking about mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm right. a Christian and I'm a Democrat. Right. You know, right. Marvelous Monday, like we're doing right now, uh, through uh, Pastor Carr's book, Dr. Hagney's work, through Arthur uh, uh, Fleming's work. That uh, your writing is incredible every week. I mean that that, that stuff needs to be put together, yeah, and, and used in the classroom. I mean you've yeah. done your empirical study and data and background and fact check. Your 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 articles are written better than our history books that we're teaching out of. You know, absolutely. Horrible, and I'm wild every time I see it, and I'm saying he's producing this weekly, you know. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, yeah, looking at this uh, the Klansmen contend and defy any man to probe their contentions that the Protestant Christian citizens of this country have a much right to organize an all Protestant society as the Roman Catholics and Jews. So this is from the KKK manual. There it and is. They're all cap. And they're all Catholic and all Jewish societies. Klansmen are not against the Catholics or against the Jews, they say, but are for Protestant Christianity first, last, and all the time. So they're saying they're just pushing their Christianity and their thoughts, and everyone, it's not that they're against everyone else. It's just that everyone else is wrong, and they're going to push their agenda. The Roman Catholic excludes himself from membership in the Klan by owing allegiance to a foreigner, a foreign institution contend that no person on allegiance to any foreigner, foreign government, person, prince, or potentate, ecclesiastical or otherwise, can be a 100% American and are therefore not eligible for membership in the organization. What they just said is that they're not eligible for membership in the organization because they're not 100% Americans. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. to this country and this land. <laughs> they can't even be clansmen. They don't see. They're double-minded in all their ways, and and so they don't even realize that what they're saying in their own rhetoric is that they're against themselves. 
Let me see how paradoxical out is. You know what your opinion on this. Now, I'm, I'm making a prediction. This was a this prediction that when African Americans, when we get reparations, white folks don't get it too. A lot of white folks don't get it too. And and and, and I think they're gonna get it. I think I think their angle is gonna be, and, and what we're gonna do about it, how we're gonna handle that's another thing. But the angle is gonna be the one drop rule. You know, back mm-hmm. in the day, if you had one drop of blood, it was black, right? Now I, I was telling uh, I was telling my white uh, videographer is going to be doing my is going to be doing my uh, uh, podcast thing, and I was telling him about that. Now he's from Lyle, Mississippi. That's where Black Panthers uh, start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying he, he was saying, and so you know we talked about all that, and then I told him I gave him my prediction, and then he goes, well, you know I got one drop. I said, let's see there, let's see here he is. <laughs> You know, it, it, it already <laughs> right. He got one drop. <laughs> That's an so affirmative action claim. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Someone asked y'all. Someone asked y'all. Should we get affirmative action? Then all uh, these one drop will show up. How how we gonna handle it? Okay. I think how we handle it. I I just trust his. I just trust his insight in that area. Doc, you a doc? How we gonna handle that oh. one droppers? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think I was, uh, let, well, you know, when you, what do you say? <laughs> you I know, uh, that's back to we, we've had that when you're writing the, uh, the history. Uh, when you look, and I was mentioning earlier that we need to look beyond the, uh, uh, the slave to the <clears> slaveholders <throat> and see how blacks were brought into uh, Texas and everything, the mulattoes mm-hmm. and all that that discussion. You know, and so that's that's where we uh, that's that's your history, and so right. we, you know, if we get into the weeds about that, you know, that it's going to be very important to uh, uh, just we, we got to look at what people are doing, their action, what the results of they're doing, what impact are they are making, versus mm-hmm. you know who's going to go out and analyze someone if he had one drop. Yeah, I can anybody can say they had one drop, but I think what's mm-hmm. more important is the action, uh, whoever. We need to start evaluating individuals, what they do and their actions, what they're accomplishing, versus what the you know, exactly what happened. Hmm? Well, that's what that happened with the Indians. Yeah, yeah, the Indians. That's what happened with them. You know, when 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 they started doing the fact that Indians, a bunch of a bunch of white folks came and got some of the money. They say, "Hey, I got Indian in me." Something to say. Well, it's a real thing. Well, see, American uses that right now. Uh, our government, when they use the word minority. That's exactly yeah. what they, everybody in this country is a minority. That one drop. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, but then when you look at the stats, right. when, when you look at the stats right. mm-hmm. and who gets the money out of that, when you, when you, so we had to look and see what it follow, follow the dollar. When you look at the dollar that minority mm-hmm. labor America is laboring right now and look at the African American, mm-hmm. who wind up, what percent of the dollar we wind up with? See what I'm saying? Well, we're here, Doc. Doc, I want to be clear. I want to be clear to all African Americans out there: you are not, you are not a minority. You are not a minority. Oh, well, it's all in your business. That's actually because what happened was because what happened was what happened was during the eighties uh, we had affirmative action. Then they switched it, and I and I remember when they did that Bakke case and all that stuff. They switched it to minorities, and then once well, they yeah. threw us in the minority back, the white women. The one became the minority. Oh. So what I'm saying is that anytime they make us minority, we have been devalued, and where we oh. had, we don't have it. No. 
And so, well, that's uh, like the American, you know, so in American history, if you read, you understand American history, we never had it. We never had it because right. what Dr. Carr is talking about. Exactly, exactly. We don't know who we are. Exactly. exactly. Once we know we are, we'll, yeah. we'll get out of it. We don't, we don't, you know, we're not to worry about all these governmental labels. If you plan marble, I tell everybody, you plan marbles in your neighbor's backyard. As long as you win winning less than 40% of the marbles, he's going to keep playing with you. Once you win 50% of the marbles, what are you going to do? He can change the rules on you. But what are we doing? Right. We, 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 still, we still, that's what I was telling, that's what I was telling my dad here. We're still playing in the neighbor's backyard. And that's why I'm pushing Freedom Rise 2.0, of where we can we need to develop our political power, independent of the Democratic Republican Party, create our own algorithm. And then we can go and uh, coalition with other algorithms and other groups with our agenda and get a lot better response uh, than what we're getting now. Because right now, like you said, Doc, we're riding somebody else's program. We're riding somebody else's, yeah. and they're making all the money. They're getting all of the benefits, and they're playing us second field. So but you're right, and we're going to have to. If you don't understand, if you don't apply the octopus, if you don't apply the octopus plan to that, doesn't make any deal. You don't care what you call yourself in America. Mm. To which you know, America still had not learned the octopus plan. If you look mm. at everybody talking about these single plans, you cannot stop an octopus with a a one single plan. See if you mm. and that's what I was saying earlier about the, putting healthcare. Now you don't wait. You don't wait to hold one leg later on. You attack that octopus up front with all legs. But see, yes. when you're playing around with one leg and think everything's going to come together later on, no, it's not going to happen. And, and I don't see an octopus plan being implemented throughout America. Hmm. Whatever agency you, you look you, at, you what they're doing, they're not. They're, they're doing one single idea and they'll wait later for the next one. You hold on to one octopus leg for, for a couple of years and you think the other one's going to come on board, you have to attack all the legs. Simultaneously at the beginning. Well, hmm. what I see, Doc, what I see, Doc, I see, Doc, I see a lot of people doing it. I see, I see Coop doing what he's doing. I see uh, Carr doing what he's doing. I see people up here in Dallas uh, doing stuff. Uh, you, you, you know, movements. You know, you win a movement period, and so everything is moving, and nothing mm-hmm. is nothing is settled. But when it do settle, it's going to stay away for another fifty. Years. So what we're going to have I to do. You know, I see people. I see people working. The people I'm working with, I see people going in that direction. So, uh, you know, and you, we're going to invite you to some stuff so you can come and meet some of them. You know, to, have to you look the, at, you know that lot that you're talking about it, have, it is happening. Have you seen the health report of Dallas? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Have you Have you seen the complete health report of Dallas? And tell me where the health care in Dallas is located. And tell me where in Dallas where you have one month. Minority, majority of the population, very little health care. Same thing hmm. in Houston. Yeah, we're, 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 we're Same thing in Houston. The poverty level in Houston has not changed in the center part of Houston. See, that's what we, I'm we talking have, about. Uh, that's striking. We, we, we have some community health clinics. We have some community health clinics. Uh, here, uh, here in the Black Side of Town, again, again, and, 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 and I fought for this I some folks, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but, yeah, but I have. We have but, but, I'm talking about now. I'm huh? talking about right now. I'm not talking about 20 years ago. I'm talking about right now. I have the report of Dallas. I have the health report mm-hmm. of Dallas of, of 
all the health levels, all the major clinics and all that, and where they're located. Mm-hmm. So I, I have the right. health of Dallas. So, so mm-hmm. if you look and see what a health dollar is spending in Dallas. Not if it was leading the nation. It's already right there. So, so therefore, that's the same, same way in Houston. See, see, we, you know, so we have to get down the brass packs and see, and data. See, our data is not need to be worked on. But no, that's what I'm saying. You have to use right. the octopus panel across the board in everything mm-hmm. you do, politically, mm-hmm. healthcare-wise, education-wise, the whole approach. We have, we have a request from the educational system now to help them reach their, I mentioned that survey earlier. So it has to be the well, we got about four, octopus panel. We have four minutes left. We have four minutes left, four minutes left. I want everybody to have a chance to say something before we leave. Uh, leave that, Doc. So you go ahead and take a minute right quick, Doc, and, you know, say something. No, 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 that's fine. No, I just say octopus plan. <laughs> octopus plan. Okay. <laughs> okay, Coop. Coop, 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 what you got? Yes. Great. Yeah. jump in here tonight, Coop. Yeah. Uh, Coop, what you, you know, got? Earlier I was reading from the, I was reading from principles and purposes for the KKK. Have you ever heard this before? America great. Make America great again. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. guess what? Guess what says this principles and purposes says keep America Protestant, and that's what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Doctor Cora was talking about earlier uh, about mm-hmm. uh, Christianity and all of that stuff and how they doing. So we have to be alert and, and, and make sure that we go back and, and give the good news, the real news, and, mm-hmm. and make sure we fight the rhetoric of the world and and, right. and make sure that we don't allow our kids to be whitewashed. And come back yeah. and, and start our schools. So that's why I like Piney Wood schools that Dr. McKellar introduced us to. Uh, I like uh, all the stuff that uh, Dr. Uh, Hagney is talking about with the octopus plan. You can't just do one leg at a time because you're going to be in trouble. Right. Uh, you got to do five, six, right. seven, eight tentacles at one time in the community. Uh, we yeah. have to educate ourselves. Thank you. Uh, uh, doc, uh, Dr. Carr? This is page 123 of uh, Richard Williams' book. Here's what he says. Black America, the future can be rich, a rich experience for you, but you'll have to go for it. First, you must get your act together, reestablish your family, and establish good health practices. Black Americans possess an inner strength and sensitivity that is unmatched. Once this power is aggressively and productively released, Black Americans and the whole world will have a new experience. That's page 123, a final word by Richard Williams, E.D. Amen. 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 Rihanna, Amen. Rihanna are you there? I Rihanna, am. Rihanna, are you there? I just think, you know, everybody, we, we all have to remember how much we need each other. And we have to stand up for everything that is right, and we have to make sure that our children are hyper-aware of our history, all of our children. We are absolutely nothing without black history because black history is American history. We cannot stand for the whitewashing that's going on. We cannot let let them erase our history. We can't let them change us into what they've been trying to change us into for all these years. We have to snuff out white supremacy. We have to snuff out this whitewashing of history. And white people, you have to do that. You have to do that. It is our job. 
Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. I'm so close by saying, uh, you know, my white friends, Germany did it. Germany did it. Yeah. They, they, they went yeah. on here best up. They don't have no stats of Hitler and Bulgarian them around. So, uh, right. again, we don't, want, we, we don't want our kids to go forward with that burden. Let's relieve them of that burden by yes. being forthright about our history. There's a lot of good in our history. I don't know if it ain't. You know, you know, all messed up. But but until we get, uh, you know, correct on that, as far as like, you know, not passing that burden on to our kids. And so that's what I'm about. I'm about trying to stop that. And so to that end, uh, I just want to say prayers to uh, uh, Shirley's uh, friend. uh, uh, Oh yes, Uh, you know, she lost a friend. So Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, be special prayer for them. And uh, yeah, moving forward. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Good night. Good night. I've enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Good night. 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 The heavens, no man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground, the camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be Every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch. We gon' run with it now. Never look back. We done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. 
is to stay peaceful. We sing. Our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord. My eyes have seen the glory. One day when the glory comes. 